0: One more thing I want to say about Mark and Jessica is that um, there's this quote that I love that says, um, pulling drowning people out of the river is compassion, but we need to walk upstream to solve the reasons they're falling in, and that's justice. And Mark and Jessica are ones that carry compassion and justice, and they really are finding self-sustaining solutions to really see these girls um, and families too, uh, be self-sustaining and they're doing so much and I'm just so honored to call you my friend so welcome Mark
1: how y'all doing good awesome Um, I first just wanted to just introduce my son Cole here tonight Say hi. My wife, Jessica, and my youngest, my four-year-old, Liam, are actually right now at the airport in Cambodia getting on a plane to come here. So we are very excited about that. Cole and I got here about a week ago, and uh, we had a team from here, from uh, Reading, uh, in Cambodia this week. So my wife stayed back to help host them while we came back. So she's coming back on the plane right now. We're very excited about that, aren't we? Ah, yeah. So you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> uh, I asked him, I said, can I ask you a couple questions tonight? And he said, yeah, I could. So I'm going to do that. So, Cole, what is one of your favorite things about Cambodia?
0: Mm, I don't know. Huh? Mm,
1: something? Like the food? The food. Yeah. He is my son. <laughs> okay, one more thing, Cole. Can you tell us how to say, like, happy, happy in Kamai? Say it louder. Sabai, so bye, Sabai. So bye. Sabai, so bye, Sabai. So there you go. Good job. All right. <laughs> Good job. High five, son. Good job, man. Yeah. Oh, check it out. Check it out. Now every time I have him, he's going to expect me to give him a cookie every time I have him come up here. Dang. You're setting the bar high. Uh oh. It is great to be back with you guys. It is awesome. Uh, I have so much kind of in my head, so we'll get through all this. But um, the team, Karina uh, and the team, were amazing. Man, it was so fun having them there. Uh, it, they, you know, sometimes you can have teams come and it can wear you out. These guys were like such a blessing to our family, and we just felt rejuvenated. We felt really, uh, they sewed into us, and... Uh, uh, and it was just awesome. Uh, the people, and the outreaches and the places we went. Um, so, uh, they, I know they were an extension of you guys because you helped provide that, uh, um, made that happen. So thank you to all of you, uh, for, for sending them because they made an impact in our nation of Cambodia. And, um, uh, I tell you, uh, the, the, the uh, time they spent at Esther's house and bringing worship, Domili leading worship and, and the team and doing uh, uh, art with the kids. You saw a picture uh, up there. You saw a picture of like a, a drawing with a bear and some other things on that. And they would do worship and they would actually have the girls uh, just express on paper what they were feeling during worship. And if you saw, you saw the girls uh with uh like their stuffed animals, their stuffed bears and you saw pictures of them with them. We had some uh a buddy uh, uh, an organization or a group of people actually from the Bay Area send a bunch of Christmas gifts and the one thing all the girls wanted was a stuffed bear, stuffed animal. And so they sent over at Christmas time stuffed animals for these for these girls. And so you saw a picture of a bear and, and a cross and some other things. And, um, and when we, uh, after, you know, having some time of worship, one of the little girls, um, asked her, what, what did that mean to you? What is this picture? And she said that, sh- that the Lord showed her during the worship that, um, the way that she holds and loves her bear is the same way that daddy loves her. Amazing, and that's why she did the the cross and the bear and all that together. Amazing, just amazing. So, ah, uh, good stuff. Um, couple couple quick things before we go farther in there. Um, uh, the, you guys are moving to a new location. Um, I just had to say something with it because um, my friend Scott is here tonight, and uh, and I was just at his office, which happens to be at path where you guys are going it's in that same you're like you're like absolutely neighbors you're like literally next door in the same little thing and i didn't know that i i actually got online just to double check where i was going tonight and and saw that you guys were moving there and so um uh so i just think that's again there's there's been a lot sewing into that area. And, and here's a businessman business there, And I just think there's something about it. There's just something very significant with that area. Jesus is coming into the neighborhood. He's in the neighborhood and there's something about it, you know? Um, and I believe that it's for this, this region for Dublin and, and Pleasanton and all this area, um, that it's doing it. And it's not a church thing. It's not a business thing. It's a, it's a heaven thing. Um, and, and, and I don't know, but I just, Man, there's something, there's, it's really, so get happy with the move. I know that you're going to, some of you are sad, but get happy because it's a God thing, all right? So it's a good thing. Um, yeah, um, my brother right there, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, uh, here's what I saw with you. I saw an, a conductor, I saw in the, I just saw a conductor in worship, I saw, I saw a lot of angelic activity around you and i saw just things happening all right um i could literally see um like you were just conducting things in the spirit realm um i could see um what i pictured was uh, just um situations that you could lead an orchestra and it will break um it'll break down um uh uh, like like prison walls it'll break the chains off of, off of off of people off of situations whether it be an injustice whether it be uh uh, uh wherever there's just where there's been bondage or things like that I, I see you literally having an ability you take that you can be in your private like just in your bedroom just like private time and you'll you'll have this area and the lord will show you and you'll begin to just i can literally see you leading an orchestra and that it'll take that situation literally start shaking the bars and shaking the, the confinement and busting it open and busting them free yeah yeah all over the world i can see you just doing it yeah amazing wow that was really cool awesome uh okay um the missions with the team going to uganda right um let's get them there seriously um it's just let's do it um let's make it fun Let's get them. I really just feel like we, we just need to get them there. All right. I'm going to sow into them. I'm sowing into them tonight. Um, uh, I, I just feel like it's really important. It's really important. You're, you're, this is, this is really important. I know sometimes we see all and hear all the missions dreams and stuff and everything just kind of runs together um and it kind of just mushes up um but um I, I, this is really important um it's important for the three going and it's important for the people they're going to um the seed you're so you're literally sowing into lives. You're literally sowing into these lives. Your, your seeds are investing in, in, uh, in an encounter that's going to be transformation for these young people that are going. You're actually sowing into their lives. Um, uh, it's really important that they go on this trip. It's really important that they experience what God has for them there. Uh, you say, oh, well, that's, you know, can he just do it here? Yes, he can, but he can do anything he wants. And he has a funny way of sending us all over the world to get encounters with him. And, uh, uh, he, I think he likes that. I think it's fun to him i really do um uh because he created the whole it's like oh i can't wait i want these guys you know how you have friends you want your friends to meet your friends right you kind of like oh i'd love love these friends to meet these guys and i just know they'll just hit it off you know and he's like the whole world is his and it's like oh i got friends in california i really like them to meet some ugandans over here i just i didn't see it happen this is cool i just i think they just get along you know i really think he just does that i think he does so um let's do that let's let's whatever it takes i just do it you know uh, i'm whatever like you said even if it's a dollar if i don't wonder let's just whatever let's so i, I want to be a part of it i want to get some seed into that soil um because i want to be a part not a harvest for me i want to be a part of that harvest for them I, it's if it's their garden it grows in their garden that's great i want to see it grow in their garden so anyways let's do that can we do that cool all right all right see tom make it happen all right awesome ah <sighs> cool yay 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 uh why not now esther Sals? that's our organization in uh um in cambodia um uh, my wife and I, we started a, an organization called Why Not Now Ministries. It's here in America. And, um, we felt like, uh, going overseas, uh, somewhere. We didn't know where, but we felt like we were supposed to go somewhere. Uh, and I'll keep that very brief, but, um, cause I think I've shared it before that, um, I ended up getting an invitation to go to uh, Mozambique in Africa in 2008. Spent about three and a half weeks there with a lady by the name of Heidi Baker and, uh, and, um, got to just, um, have encounters with heaven during that time it was a very important point for my life because I knew that that missions was something I wanted to do with my life not just a short-term thing but actually go uh full-on with this but I wrestled because I had no idea what that meant um I had no idea what it meant I didn't know the cost I didn't know anything and so the time with her was really um I would I would uh fight and cry and and quarrel and and everything with heaven uh and my evenings uh you know I'd see everything going on in the day and then it would be this wrestling inside of, of coming to a conclusion, can I do this? Can I do this? I don't know even where I'm going, but if it was here in the middle of Mozambique, in the middle of nowhere, uh, Africa, you know, in this, this, uh, 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 you know, these beautiful people, beautiful place, but I mean, it's remote, you know, it's out there, you know, if you get a shower in a week, that's a good thing, you know, and so um, so it was a, a time of just counting the costs and wrestling with can you really do this? Can I really when I say yes, do I really mean yes? And um, uh, so during that trip, I was at lunch with Heidi. She was asking my dream. My dream was oh, we want to help kids. My wife and I somewhere in the world. We have no idea where that's our dream. That was it. And uh, we just went with what we knew. And, um, and so she said, well, two things. She said, you'll know where to go when you start seeing the faces of the children. She said, when you see their faces, you won't be able to shake it. You'll daydream about them. You'll have dreams at night about them. You'll just see them, and you'll know that's where you're supposed to go. And then a couple minutes later, she said, I can see you in Southeast Asia. And so the first part. I got. I was like, yeah, the second part I was like no way. That ain't happening. So I did not say that to Heidi cuz you just don't say that to her, but uh in my in my mind, my heart's like, no, I ain't go no way am I going to Southeast Asia. Anyways, uh that was in 2008. And a lot happened between that time and 2010. But in 2010, uh, my friend Bob Johnson was going to Asia, going to Vietnam and Cambodia. He said, I'm going with a bunch of Christians. I don't know any of them. Will you go with me, Mark? And so I said, sure, I'll go on this trip with you. And... Um, We landed in Asia and Heidi was right. I had no, I was not expecting it at all. I didn't even think about the word that she had given me, but as soon as I landed, I saw the faces of the kids and we knew that we knew that was where that we were going to go. So that was in 2010. And fast forward to 2012, my family and I, we moved full time over there in 2012. Uh, we started in Vietnam. We're still in Vietnam, but we've moved our home base to Cambodia now. Uh, we have a rescue home in Cambodia called Esther's House. And, uh, and then we just, um, just officially announcing our, our, we actually have a children's home for boys and girls in Vietnam is just open. Uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. This is, whew. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, Cambodia is cake compared to Vietnam, uh, as far as uh, it's very difficult in a communist country to to do things there. And so we've been plowing and sowing and 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 stuff for years. And we finally this year have our place completely um, approved and up and running. We have two little boys in our home there. We have a little nine-year-old and a three-year-old. Our nine-year-old is uh, his parents uh, died of of AIDS. Uh, he's been diagnosed with HIV, which we're believe him for the miracle and uh he's awesome and uh, we have a little three-year-old boy right now in the home too so we're just getting going but that's vietnam um we also have it's nice i can actually talk to you guys i'm used to having a translator and having da 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 Oh, anyways, so uh, actually our director of our home, our Cambodian director of our home is flying. He's actually already on his plane. He's coming in at 9 in the morning at SFO. I'm picking him up, and he's going to spend two weeks with us over here. And uh, so you guys just missed him, but uh, he's awesome. He's a kick. Uh, so I told him he could speak, and I would translate for him over here. So, uh, of course, I don't speak Khmer quite yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, so uh, we have our home in... Cambodia. It's a, a rescue home for girls. When we went to Cambodia, uh, our goal was to just really see what the need was. Um, we saw there was a lot of rescuing going on, but there was not a lot lot of long-term care in that nation uh, for good care for for kids once they've been rescued. And so we kind of thought we would... Do that part of it. And so our home is a long term care for kids. Um that um kids that have been abused uh whether sexually, uh through different various situations, um and all kinds of abuses, um they would qualify to come into this home. Um and uh so it's for survivors of, of these exploitations and, and abuses. Uh we have our youngest in there now, is four years old, up to eighteen in our home. And, uh, they come from various situations. Uh, we work with the government. We work with other organizations. We work with rescue organizations, places you would probably know if I told you their names, uh, that rescue kids. And then they call us and say, will you, will you take care of them now? And so we get the privilege to, to raise these kids up. And so our goal is to restore them and, uh, and to not only just rescue, but restore and reintegrate them back into society, whatever that means, whether it be back into their fa- family environment or or if they're older and and ready to go out on their own, we'll raise them up and uh, and help them to get jobs and help them to be successful. We're raising up leaders. We're letting them know who they are. We're raising them up as sons and daughters. And when I say sons, we got. Uh, I'll tell you a story in a moment about a little boy we just got in. We're hoping to. We're not hoping. We're going to open a um, a home for boys this year. It's called Daniel's House. And um, yeah, so uh we're raising them up though as, as as children of God they know that they're that they're that daddy's daddy and he's a good daddy and um and so um we know they're leaders in their nation and that's that's what we're equipping them for um so uh that's that's our goal is long-term care so our facility we provide um everything from the housing uh to uh counseling we have a a, a a uh, counselor that's on staff. Uh, she's qualified. Got all her certificates and everything. Um, fantastic uh, lady and she loves Jesus, we have a social worker, we have house moms we have cooks, we have the whole full staff and they just love on these kids and these girls and are, take so good care of them and, and uh, they're amazing, so we provide all that, we provide their bed obviously all their food, we provide their education most of the time they come in, they're uneducated, um, for example we have one that came in at 17 um, but she had a 4th grade education which actually was pretty good uh, for her um, and that was just a few months ago so we not only put her in regular school at her level but then we give her provide um, extra tutoring and classes to raise her up in her level and also provide English classes as well that particular little girl um, is now uh, in eighth grade and uh, in just a few months she's jumped four grades and uh, she's fourth in her class in eighth grade so yeah so she's getting there so these are all the practical things that you need for them to succeed. You know they've got to be able to to be able to be prepared to go back out in life. And so um, we let them know that we're their forever family. We're family. So once they're there, they're our family, and they will always be our family. So when, even when they go back to to uh, out on their own, that that they're still our family, and they know that in the in that house. So uh, that's a little bit uh, about. Uh, our home. I was going to give you a testimony. I got a quick word for you tonight, Um, but um, um, I want to give you a little testimony. Our first girl that came in, uh, uh, she was 12 years old. Um, She came in from a brick factory. Uh, We have many brick factories over in Cambodia, and uh, they're completely forced labor um, whether it be adults or kids usually they um, get their people um, by uh, getting them into debt and so they find people that um, they can um, have a have a debt owed to the brick factory owners and then they become slaves to them and um, and it's not just the person it's their family and so that way the brick factory owners can get very cheap labor and uh, they can make more money for themselves. So they don't look to hire people, they look to to enslave people. And um, so that's typical over there. Uh, and so there's a family that um, that had a, uh, a son and he had appendicitis, so he had to get his appendix out. And so they needed the money, they couldn't afford it. So they borrowed the money and they got it from the brick factory owner. Now they had a debt. Now they were his property. That makes sense? So, um, so now the family goes to work. Not just the father, the whole family. So they have a father, a mother, and several kids. Um, they got into this brick factory and it got so difficult that the mother and the oldest daughter just bailed. They don't know where they went. They just left. They took off. And, uh, um, they just couldn't handle it anymore. So they left a the father and uh, a daughter who was uh, about 11 at the time. And then uh, three younger sisters and a younger brother. Uh, so the two youngest were not working. They would be at the brick factory. They'd be involved in it. But the older ones, they were too small, um, would work in the brick factory. Well, uh, in the process of that, um, the the oldest, that was 11 at the time, um, was very abused by somebody else working at the brick factory. And so... Um, we get the call from there and they said, will you take her and will you take the two youngest girls um, in the in the family to take them and, and keep them safe? We said, sure. So that was actually our first girl to ever come into Esther's house. That was February of last year. And um, so here she came with her two younger sisters, left the father and another sister and another brother still working in the brick factory because they still had the debt to pay off so we've been raising up this little girl these three little girls in our home they're just oh amazing oh these guys oh it's just amazing they're sweethearts oh they're they're baby girls and um with the goal of eventually restoring the family and so we've been working on it there's a lot involved there's government things you have to take care of there's money that has to be taken care of it it costs money it costs money to travel to there and and all the stuff that goes with it And, um, so we've been working on that. So we had an opportunity to invite the father and the kids to come visit his, his, uh, his daughters. And so we put out the invitation. We didn't say anything to him. We just said, hey, can you get permission to come down and see, um, your daughter and your daughters? And our goal was we're going to take them and we're not sending them back. So, um, we're just going to get a little sneaky and get them out of there. And so, um, they said, sure. So, The father came and the daughter came but the brick factory owner said you're not taking the son he'll be here when you get back so a 10 year old little boy still stuck up there and 11 year old daughter and the father came down to see us and um, but the little boy is still there and um, so um, we prayed a lot and, um, we kept the father down. We kept the, the sister down. The sister came and lived at Esther's house. We got a room for the father nearby. And, um, and we just began to pray and um, we just really felt an opening to go back up and it worked out where our, our uh, director and some others went up there and basically went up to this, uh, it's about six hours from where we are and went to the authorities and said, look, it, there's a little boy here at a brick factory. And we went in really, we went with humility, but also with a boldness um, knowing that 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 heaven's going to prevail here, you know. Uh, and so we basically went and said, look at, here's the situation. There's an easy way we can do this. There's not an easy way that we can do this, but here's the situation. And, um, uh, and the government official, fortunately, the first one didn't have authority. He went to his boss and they said, I don't care if there's debt. I don't care the situation. You tell that guy, get that boy and get him out of there. And, uh, yeah, come on. So, uh, so he was, blurred but he was in there you can see my little guy holding them he's my buddy now so he has been restored it is amazing i just I, i wish i wish i could bottle the sounds of their little voices when they're laughing and playing and you see him he hasn't seen his little baby sisters in so long and back there being a big brother to them and them just they got their big bro back you know it was it's just awesome it's just so awesome to see that in these families and so um so we're just step by step uh getting the family together it's just practical it's real life practical stuff you know and uh so our next goal is to to get the father a, a job so we're gonna we're to get him a used motor motorbike and uh, and then we're going to get him to be a motorbike taxi we're going to start there then we have a somebody gave us a tuk-tuk which is basically a motorbike and a and a carriage for a, a taxi when we're gonna build him up to using that, and and then he's gonna start taking care of his kids, and pretty soon all the kids will move back with him, and so it's all part of the process going on. But it's just real life stuff. It's that's the thing about this is 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 it's it's real. I mean, it's just real. These are real lives. We see a lot about rescuing. You hear a lot about that. The problem is that that once you rescue kids, they're, you got to take care of them. They're not puppies and they're not toys. They're people, and uh, so it takes work. It takes a lot of stuff. It takes. It takes a lot of stuff to to make it happen. So, um, but that's what we're there for. So, just kind of giving you a little idea of what we do and why we're doing it. You saw a little bit about aquaponics. Uh, you saw our sustainability. We do aquaponics. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is like the coolest thing. Um, I'm telling you what, it's cool. Um, you would like that. I think you would like that. So, we'd have to make it a little bit nicer looking, maybe, but your place, huh? It's pretty cool. Okay. Well, well, he builds very high. I'm not sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to say.
0: <laughs> they
1: would like them. No, uh, no. Uh, so aquaponics is cool. It's just, it's basically taking fish, putting them in a tank, and the waste from the fish gets pumped into barrels, and then it, the water gets released into these g- beds of gravel with seeds in them, and... And so the nutrients that come from the fish go into the beds and the plants grow like crazy. They go fast. They're in a very small area. It takes 10% of the water that it would take to water them in regular ground. And uh, so 10% of the water plus the space wise, what would take, what would take 900 square feet in the ground if i want to grow plants i can grow the same amount of plants in 60 square feet uh by doing this and so it's an amazing system and so we're growing plants that will provide for our house it provides for all the girls vegetables and fruits and all their needs for that and then also we have enough where half of what we're growing is actually going to be able to be sold so we'll be growing like asparagus and i have i just brought over beefsteak tomatoes oh it's going to be good they don't have them over there we're going to sell them it's going to be good. Uh, um, and, um, uh, Stevia, we're growing Stevia. We can sell that to the restaurants and stuff like that. So it's all about being sustainable, um, in, in all the projects we're doing over there. So cool. I think that's good. I could go on and on about that, but I want to get to just a quick word for you guys tonight, um, that has to do with this. Um, yeah. So I want to talk to you a little bit about finding your mission. All right. Um, and because I think it's important. I think we all have a mission. Um, and uh, one of the things that we do, we see a lot of crazy stuff. And in and, and, and particular, when you're working in the rescue area, you're working with some crazy stories, crazy um, environments, crazy situations that are very heartbreaking. They're very... Um, um, uh, they can be very troubling, very disturbing situations that you work in. And um and so people a lot of times ask us, well, how do you deal with that? You know, how does that work? And and um and there's a couple things that I think are keys for us that 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 whether it's in that or something else that are I think are important, one of the things is this is that um we laugh a lot. It's really important that you laugh. You gotta be able to laugh, all right? Um and, and the verses that I take is always out of Psalm two Psalm two is a very important psalm to me uh, one is is when he talks about all the destruction and father looks down from heaven and his response to all the craziness going on below him is he laughs and and I really think it's really important when we're dealing with injustices and things like that that we don't start looking up at it because sometimes we can but we still we keep heaven's perspective on it and it's okay to laugh at it you how can you laugh in the middle of that well because there's hope there's just hope. My daddy's got this. Yes, it's bad right here, but my daddy has this. All right. Yeah. And, um, uh, and so we, we laugh and, but it goes on in that Psalm. It talks about giving the nations for inheritance. All right. It gives, it, heaven wants to, us to have nations for inheritance. I really believe that when we're over there, our homes, we do rescue homes, but that's not why I'm there. It's part of it, but it's not why I'm there. I believe that the Lord, when he gives me a place to go, it's for the nation. It's not just, a, oh, it's another place to establish a rescue home. That's part of it, but it's for the nation. Uh, I believe he literally wants to give us nations as an inheritance. And the other thing that, that I hold to with um, you know dealing with the atrocities and stuff, it's actually a quote from uh, Bill Johnson that really um, kind of puts into words what I feel he's pretty good at that with me sometimes it's like i'll feel it. He's like that's yeah that's that's it you, you did it yeah yeah i don't know how he does that but um this is it the devil loves it when we live in reaction to his works then he has a role in setting our agenda jesus lived in response to the father if we learn to live with the same priorities we will get the same breakthroughs that's really good um, if we go chasing injustices, we will start going down a path that ends up getting, it will be good things and good works and good things like that, but it will be, it can be from the enemy's agenda, not from heaven's. So even though I see the injustices, that's not my motivation. It's crazy. It's enough to be your motivation and it can be your motivation. It's great, but it's not my motivation. My motivation isn't, because of the atrocities, my motivation is I got a good daddy and I've, I listen and follow him. And if I do that, then those things I'll go after those things. Does that make sense? But I don't go after those things just for, they're not the priority. He's the priority. And when I make him the priority, he makes those the priority. Does that makes, does that make sense? Because that way I can be much more effective of, of overcoming those things when it's rooted in him, when he's the focus and it seems crazy with that um but but i know i i could do it the other way and i'll last about a year and i'll be fried i'll be done i'll be toasted i could do a lot of good things in a year maybe i make it two years i don't know but i'll fry out i'll get toasted with it but if i make him the motive and, and the focus then i can just keep going i can keep going after those things i can i want i want long term. I don't want to just be really good at it for a year and then get fried. I want to go long term. So it's really important in the midst of injustices and the crazy things that we see that that's not our focus. I'm not there. It's crazy, but I'm not there to end the injustice, but I'm there to end the injustice. Does make sense? I'm glad it does to you because it doesn't always to me, but, um, good. You can counsel me then on what that means, but, um, Anyways, um, Jesus showed us a way. He always lived in response to the father. He didn't respond to the enemy. He didn't respond to the situation. He responded to dad. When people even would ask him questions, he didn't respond to the questions. He responded to a heart father revealed the heart and he speak about the heart. They would say one thing, but he would talk to the heart. He wouldn't talk to the words. He would talk to the heart. And, um, and, and, and so that's our example is that, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be about Father. Father, what do you say? What are you doing? And if I do that, then all those other things will, 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 will happen. All those desires, and all those, enjoy- they're, they're gonna go. Um, but it has to be about Him. That makes sense? Cool. Uh, and, and, um, Romans 5, Romans five. You can turn it. I just. I can just read it. Um, I'll start in verse fifteen. It says this real quick. It says, "But the gift. This is talking about comparing the first Adam, Adam, and the second Adam, Jesus. Um, but the free gift is not like the offense." For if by the one man's offense, many died, meaning by Adam, his offense, many died much more, the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned for the judgment, which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift, which came from many offenses resulted in justification. Get this, for if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one Adam, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. My point is this out of this this verse is you and I were created to reign. We were created to reign. We we're created to have the solutions. So many times we get so focused on the problems of the world we forget about the solutions. You and I literally were created to have the solutions for our world. All of you are. I I I I posted one time I saw a picture on on Facebook of a cat. Maybe some of you have seen it. But it's a cat and it was in one of those things what are those the things that they carry cats in. Like if you're going to the vet or going somewhere. uh, Oh, that's it? A cat carrier? That's what? That's good. Wow. Shoot. Why didn't I think of that? The cat carrier thing. There. That too. So there's this cat. It's in this container case thing. And it's looking out the door. You know how they got that little metal door on it? You know, that opens and you can see through it but it's this door and it's looking through that door and it sees freedom it sees you know whoo everything's out there but it's got this door and it's just staring this door right in the face i've got one i got this problem and it's keeping me from all free everything I, i got one problem he's just focused on the problem and the cool thing about the picture was that as he's looking at that door that problem the reality was the, the container, the crate, had no lid, had no top. And we do that, don't we? Sometimes we get so focused on the problem, we forget to just look up at the solution, right? And, and we, we do that in life so many times that we get it's so easy to get caught up in the problems that's that thing where the enemy it's a really a problem it's not that it's not the problem you know and the we will tr- sometimes get us going on the problems and, and we're really good i'm good at it myself i love to find the problems i can lift you out all this thing really and we get so focused on the problems that we forget to look for the solution And the cool thing is, you and I, we're created to reign in this life. We're created to actually be the solution to this world. And what I I wanted to just get with you tonight, because we're almost done, is find your nation. Find your mission. I believe the Lord is giving us nations. I know geographically, nations of the world, but we all have nations. And you're created to reign in those nations. I totally i'm very confident i know the lord's giving us cambodia and vietnam those are nations i know he's given us i know it i was with a missionary director the other day and he asked me a question he was a missionary director of a, of a church a large church and he said mark i want to ask you i asked all my, all missionaries this. he says do you ever plan for failure i thought for a second i said no Nope, he says. You know, I've asked every missionary I've asked that. Everyone said the same thing. Not one missionary has ever tried, ever planned. He talked to has ever planned for failure. And I said, no. I said, to me, I just know that if I'm doing something, it doesn't work out. Even if everything collapsed and went away, I just go find somebody else doing it and go help them. It's not a big deal. I don't even think about it. I don't even think about failure. I didn't even think about it until he said that. I didn't think about it not really. Mm-mm. So we just go and figure it out. So I believe the Lord's given us nations for inheritance. I was with a friend that owns his own business here in California. He actually owns a business in Sacramento and um very influential thing. And, and, and it's, 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 you know, he works na- nationwide and all. And we were talking, he was telling me about, he's bringing you know, bringing in like, you know, um, spiritual principles and stuff into this work and, and how it's working. And and I stopped him for a second. I said, do you realize that you're, you're not, you're not bringing in spiritual things. It's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. There's no secular and, and, and spiritual. It's, it's spiritual, Right. The supernatural is now natural, right? It's not not natural and supernatural anymore. We walk in the kingdom. It's natural, right? Right? Healing, natural. Used to be, that's supernatural. Jesus come. Holy Spirit's here in us, with us, on us. That's natural. Right? Because heaven's here. Heaven, earth, now heaven, earth. That makes sense? Separated. Baal's been. There's no veil. Whoop. Right? And here's this guy, and he's like trying, and I felt like sometimes it would be like trying to like give reasons why I'm like, do you realize? Because I, I, I watch him on Facebook. I don't get to see him always, but I watch him and he'll go to these conferences. These are all, you know, these business things. And he's a keynote speaker and he brings this guitar and he's singing. And it's like, you would never see somebody do that. I These are like, you know, these aren't, This is just, you would never do that. I'm like, you realize, you know, you're bringing the kingdom into these places. Like Heaven's gifts are there. That's your nation. It changed his world when he realized that, that, you know, he didn't have to feel guilty that he's not going to Cambodia or Uganda or all these places. He realized that that's his nation, that there's nobody in that nation like him, that the Lord's put him in that nation, because what is a nation? It's just a group of people. It's just a group of people find your group of people it, I mean we all have nations your family is a nation right your workplace is a nation your school is a nation the Lord's given you nations and he's called you to reign in those nations and he's given you those as inheritances so I just feel like because as a missionary sometimes we feel that we I can almost feel the guilt on people when they talk to me like I'm doing something and they're not I do, and it's just yucky. You're, you got your own nations. Go after them. They're just as important as anybody else's. They're their nations, you know. And and reign in those nations. Figure out what your nation is. Don't be looking at somebody else. And go. I wish I was called the. You know. I think that sometimes I, think, I wish I was called a Hawaii. I'd go join Waiwam. I hear they got a nice place over there. I wish I was called there. Lord, Lord, let me see the faces. Let me see the faces. Let me come on, come on. Somewhere with beaches and peanut butter. I gotta have peanut butter wherever I go. So, find your nation. You're created to reign, you're created to have the solutions. I honestly, for us, Cambodia, I believe we're, we're, I just, I just know it. I just know Cambodia. We're seeing it. We're seeing the youth rise up. Uh, It's not just a, 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 a cliche or a nice thing to say i really see heaven coming to that nation and it's not just coming outside in it's coming inside out there's been so much sowed into the nation of cambodia from the outside from some of the atrocities and things that have happened they've just kind of been there to like take in from the outside but we're seeing in that nation a rising up and like uganda Ooh, i want you guys to go you guys got to get them there there's a rising up seriously there's a rising up in that nation they're going there what they're doing is they're putting the seeds of the kingdom in, and then they can just get back and then this what happens is it's gonna grow up in those that are there and it's not gonna be the kingdom coming in but it's gonna be the kingdom coming out from those there do you see that so they're they're putting the seeds in you they, they gotta go they gotta go they gotta get these seeds in they're gonna put the seeds of the kingdom in and that's where the the revival and all the things are gonna happen it's not gonna be they're gonna get seeds planted but it's gonna come from the inside out and uh, so seeing that video and all those youth they're, oh that's awesome I'm telling you why not it's time. It's time. Heaven on earth. Nations pouring out spirit on all flesh. It is time. It is time. I don't know what your nation is, but find it and reign in it. And let's see the kingdom come to the nations of the world. Amen? Amen.
0: I just uh, asked Mark, when we were in Cambodia, I watched him give a father's blessing to countless young people, old. And uh, just he really carries the father's heart so well. So I I just would love for him to pray and bless you guys. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That reminds me of uh, of mama's blessings. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We were in uh, bars i 'm sure you told them that amazing though we were sitting in a bar with some girls uh that worked in this club uh with the team and uh did some translating and my goodness, we had three girls that um asked karina to give a mama 's blessing to wow, wow, heaven showed up in this it was that was it might have been a dark place, but it wasn't dark then. I tell you what, the light of heaven came into this place. And these three girls, they got so rocked. I mean, mom, she had to go. She's just starting to cry. She has to go. And the other girl, she looked at me, she says, nobody's ever done anything like this for us ever before in here. She said, can we kill, come back? Yeah, okay. So so um, uh, amazing. And, and others, too. and yeah, amazing. But uh, your mama's blessings, they're powerful. We, we, we obviously we love daddy's blessing, but there's a mama blessing too there's a heavens mama blessing that um that that that's needed that's needed in this world so thank you jesus okay let's just pray, and I just want to release over you guys daddy yeah, there he comes just receive from him i just just get in your place with daddy daddy's daddy's amazing when he's there it's just okay. Everything's fine. No words need to be said. We don't have to talk about it. Daddy's there. There he is. I kind of get this picture. uh, I'm thinking of my son, Cole, when he was little, barely able to walk. And we have stairs in our home. And he would grab daddy's hand. And we'd go down those stairs. And that boy could just tear down those stairs. He had no fear. I mean, he's flopping and everything. But he had daddy's grip. And there was just not a care in the world. He didn't think of the dangers. He had no clue what would happen if. He didn't count it. Calculate it. He just went for it. Because daddy had his hand. Thank you, daddy. Daddy, just come. We'll just release you over this place right now. I thank you that you are giving us nations as an inheritance. But, Daddy, right now, I just pray you come and give your kids some love. If they need a hug, give them a hug. <laughs> Grab their hand. Do you feel that? Everything's going to be okay. Why? It's because Daddy's here. When all else going crazy in the world, huh. you can always come back. You'll always have your base, your point for everything. Is I'm a son, I'm a daughter. All the other stuff boom, just goes away when you come to that place. That's my foundation, Jesus. That was so important to him. Everything he did. What's the point? It's just show us a good daddy. Show us a good daddy. You're gonna need to know this. Everything will come from this place. You got a good daddy. You got a good daddy. Know your daddy. You see me, you see him. See him. This is your daddy. Thank you, Father. Father, right now I just pray over these, over your sons and your daughters in this room right now. And daddy, I just pray your safety, your protection, your peace, (laughs) daddy's authority is over you it covers you your daddy is bigger than the world's daddy (laughs) nothing's going to hurt you because he's daddy he's got you there's nothing you can do just receive it right now just stay right there with dad there's nothing you can do to stop him thank you Jesus my son there's nothing he can do he can tell me all he wants. He can be mad at me. He can yell at me. He can deny me. Not going to stop me. It's not going to stop me. There's nothing that will stop me from loving him. Oh, we got a good dad. We got a good daddy. Father, come. Love on your kids right now. Love on your kids right now. I just released the blessing of heaven over them right now in this place. I release the blessing of Daddy over them right now in this place. We remove all guilt and condemnation, shame. Get out in Jesus' name. There it goes. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. So good. (laughs) Oh, Father. This is good. I'm gonna release this back to Karina right now, but this is your place. You just it's your safe place. It's your place. Anytime, anytime, any place, you're here. Thank you,
0: Father. There's just nothing that we can't do when we have the permission and the protection and love of the Father, so we thank you for that, we receive it, pray that it would go deeper to the places that we really need it more, and I, I pray for courage, to courage and tenacity to rise up on the inside of us, to take our nation to, to rule and reign with you, Father. What an honor, what a privilege it is, <laughs> and fun. Thank you, Father.